0: You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Good morning,
1: everyone. My name is Kenny Izuchuku, and I'm so grateful to be here. I want to wish every single mom out there happy Mother's Day. I'm not a mom. I don't plan on becoming a mom anytime soon, but I have a mom. And this is a picture of her on the screen here with my siblings and my dad and it's perfectly portrayed because she's standing kind of higher than everyone else as we're there staring into the camera. Uh, I'm pretty young in that, in that photo, but uh, I'm just so grateful for my mom and you all will have a great opportunity to hear her speak a little bit later. So I don't want to take too much time. I know for some of you who are tuning in on YouTube, you want to click through, you want to get through this as quickly as possible. Don't worry, I will go as short as I can because I want to hear my mom speak and I'm sure you want to hear a mom speak this morning. Uh, but the title of my lesson today is The Call to Motherhood. The Call to Motherhood. Being a mom is one of the most difficult things that you can choose to do. But it's a choice and it's a calling. And before we get into any specifics with that, I know many of you have been watching this docu-series called The Last Dance. And it's been documenting Michael Jordan, arguably the best and most profound basketball player to ever play the game. In his 1997 and 1998 basketball season. And we're getting some behind-the-scenes footage. And many of you are watching that right now. And there's this amazing part in that series where he's talking to his mom. And it's incredible that he includes it there. And he does that for a reason. And he says this during that part. He writes his letter to his mom while he's in college and he says this to her. Dear mom, how has life been treating you? Fine, I hope. I'm doing just fine. I'm sending you my account number so that you can deposit some money in my account. I have only $20 in there. Tell everyone I said hello and smile. God And I love you. Love, Michael. Oh, P.S. Sorry about the phone bill. Please also send me some stamps. So you got the greatest basketball player writing this endearing letter to his mom. Because he cares about her. And because he wants some money. And we all know how sons and daughters can be with moms. But moms can be so endearing. So loving. And in the docuseries, it shows how she responds. And it was great. And she was laughing and it's just incredible. Here's another great athlete, LeBron James. And this is what he said in his uh, More Than a Game documentary in 2008. He said this, in regard to his mom, she was 16 when she had me. The father figure I was looking for was never there. But I'm not really concentrating on that because I really have my mother and my father all tied up in one. And that's Gloria James. So much love you know lebron grew up without a uh, knowing his biological father and he became and he is now currently still one of the best basketball players to ever play the game without having that father figure but he looked to his mom for inspiration for joy and that's a picture of him and his mom in high school when he's being recruited by everyone to go in the nba or go on to go to college he chooses to go to the nba as many of you know But I just wanted to give this depiction of how incredible moms are. Moms, I want you to know how incredible you are. And we see this also in 1 Kings, as the king of Israel, Solomon, interacts with his mom. Chapter 2, verse 19, it says this. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon. Solomon. To speak to him on behalf of Adonijah. The king rose to meet her and bowed down to her. Then he sat at his throne. And had a throne brought for the king's mother. And she sat on his right. Then she said, I have one small request to make of you. Do not refuse me. And the king said to her, make your request, my mother, for I will not refuse you. Wow. So much respect, so much honor. The king of Israel's mother walks in, he stands up, he bows down, and he brings in the throne to put right next to him. And his mother asks him for something. And he says, ask. I will not refuse you. You see, no matter what culture, what society, wherever you come from, we greatly respect our mothers. We greatly respect our mothers. We love them. We cherish them. And this call to motherhood starts with this great respect that God has given to all women especially mothers. And moving forward, to see even more scripture on this, let's turn our Bibles over to Genesis. And here we're going to read about Isaac, Abraham, and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah were married and they had Isaac, obviously, and Ishmael came a little bit later. It was a different different story. But Isaac was their first born son. He led to the lineage of the Israelites. So we see here that Sarah dies. And the scripture says this. Sarah lived 127 years. This was the length of Sarah's life. And Sarah died at Kiriath Arba. That is Hebron. In the land of Canaan. And Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And if you you read this entire section, you realize that there's nothing really said about Isaac. No emotions, no response. It's It's just radio silence. And I'm I'm thinking, I'm reading this and feeling it. How would I feel if I had lost my mom? I'd probably feel a lot. I know many of you have lost your mom. I know many of you have lost your spiritual moms. So I want to just take a second to acknowledge and make sure that you know that we're here. We're not trying to wash over them. We're not trying to just talk about the great things in life. We're also remembering... What moms have done, even those who have passed away. But later on we start reading and we see more about how Isaac felt in this short little verse in the next chapter. It says this. Then Isaac brought her, Rebecca, into his mother Sarah's tent. He took Rebecca and she became his wife and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mom's death. And that's the line that we get about how Isaac felt. And it just seemed that this was the moment where Isaac began to feel a sense of peace after probably feeling a lot of disruption losing his mom. What does that mean for us? It means that we feel deeply about our mothers. We greatly respect our mothers and we feel deeply About our mothers. And that's why we love Mother's Day. Every day is technically Mother's Day. But today. We get to take a chance to remember. How much we respect our moms. Today. We get a chance to remember. How deeply we feel. About our mothers. And I think that mothers teaches. A very important concept. In life. That I think. I hope. Can be demonstrated. By Coldstone. Now, I'm going to grab some stuff here. And um, I know this is a little bit different. But I've got some ice cream. And um, I don't know about you, but I love Cold Stone. I absolutely love Cold Stone. And I was just thinking about how do mothers have such a great impact in our lives? And I think it's, it comes down to This understanding. The three sizes in Cold Stone are I like it, I love it, and I gotta have it. Many of you know this because you fiend for this and you're probably going to eat it right after this lesson. Uh, Disclaimer, I am not paid by Cold Stone. So I do not get any benefit from doing this. It's going to be a little bit messy, but it's okay. But the three sizes are I like it, I love it, and I gotta have it. And mom's having a great way of helping us understand the difference between the three. Now, they're like, you know, there are things in this life that you can like. You can like sports, you can like television, and you're like, oh, it's pretty good. I like sports. I like, te- I- I like playing games. You're like, there's things in this life it's okay to like. Ooh, this love it is a little bit messy, so I'm gonna have to come in here, and there's things in this world that you can love. Like, moms would probably say, me, your father, <laughs> uh, academics, um, your career, stuff like that, where you're like, you know what, I can love that. But every mom knows that there are things, actually just one thing, that you have to have, you've got to have it. And they just help you over time understand that as you deep into some good. This is my favorite. This is my favorite one, actually. It's mint and Oreo. Oh, yeah. It's really good. But they know that this is enormous and it looks like it's completely ridiculous. So moms help us shy away from putting the wrong things with this size. Putting the things that are distract us from this size. And they keep it down here with the like it and the love it. But there's one thing every godly mother knows that you've got to have. And that's Jesus. Every godly mother knows that you have to have Jesus. And it's incredible. As I eat more of his ice cream, I've never done this with a sermon before. This is the first time. Mm, so good. So good. It's incredible how easy it is for us to misidentify the things of this world that we need to prioritize. Oftentimes, we think that we got to have a career that makes us a lot of money. Or we think we got to have an amazing boyfriend, a girlfriend that can make us happy. Or we think we got to have a lot of resources that we can use, whatever, in our disposal. But mothers godly mothers show us that the only thing we got to have is jesus how do we know this well there's a scripture in luke where jesus is interacting with this woman after he speaks and is talking to the crowd and explaining how he feels and being jesus and he says this in luke 11 which is really profound Luke 11, verse 27, reads this. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the Word of God and obey it. You know, the first thought that can come into people's minds is like, why is Jesus talking down to this mother? Why is He pushing her away? Why is He diminishing her? And that's often what happens. We feel that way. We think that Jesus is just pushing women down, or he says things that are so intense. But I love what the scholar says here. He says, he did not reject the woman, but proceeded to something more significant. The word menun, translated rather, does not question the truth of the preceding statement, but emphasizes the greater relevance of what. In other words, women and mothers are amazing. They're great. They're awesome. But there's something even more important than being a mom. Like, whoa, Kenny. There's something even greater than producing a child. And and that word for mother... In the Greek, it's called "hokolia." And it's not used often at all, it's never translated to mother. This word is more commonly known as the womb or the organ of nourishment. You see, back then, a woman's value was determined by whether or not they could produce children. That's it. Can you make this happen? Can you have them live in this world? This word has nothing to do about the motherly, loving features that we all know about. So what was this lady saying to Jesus? She was saying, it's great that you had someone produce you. It's great that you had someone nurse you. It's great that you're alive. And Jesus saying, yes, I'm alive, but what am I going to do with my life? What can you do with your life? Hear the word of God and obey it. See, every godly mother knows that they don't just produce children to have children. They produce children so they can live a life worthy of the calling God has for each and every one of them. And that is extremely difficult when you create life, when you have such a small individual in your hand and your arms and you you feel like you own them, but every godly mother knows, no, I love you. I've created you, but you've been created for so much more. This is my mom. This is us, uh, dancing in that, in that shot. Um, see, only my mom can get me to dance in the middle of a party, which I'm an introvert, so this, I would never normally do this, but she grabbed me and she got me out there, we were dancing, and that other, that's a picture of me and my graduation. And I just love staring and looking at my mom. Because she embodies a godly woman who cares so deeply about each and every one of her children knowing God, obeying God, knowing Jesus, hearing his word and obeying it. So thankfully, she's agreed to share a little bit about what it looks like what it feels like to answer that call to motherhood. I give you Mi Madre, Ifoma Izuchuku.
0: It's an honor, and I'm very thankful to be able to talk about motherhood. It's a really special calling. I wanted to say that today is a great day for all mothers all over the world. It comes not only with the honor, but also the responsibility. The secular world has had a lot of arguments as to what mothers should be doing, what roles they should be playing in the society, are they capable of making a certain amount of money as compared to men, but one thing they've never argued about is motherhood. That being said, it's also obvious that God specially endowed mothers for this role both biologically and spiritually. Biologically, because we do have the anatomy that He has endowed us with to make sure to create children. That's the closest we've been to anything about creation. Because God is the ultimate creator. And for Him to give us that role, it has to be very sacred. I say on my own, uh, personally, I've had that role of being a mother as just something that should, that's what it is. It's only when I held the children in my hands that I realized, wow, this is daunting because now this little human is going to have to learn everything from me, do everything I do. And I was not ready. But with God, all things are possible because I quickly started learning how to be ready make sure that my children are ready to meet God at any time. If a South African proverb which I'm sure everybody knows about actually states the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation and its destiny. That's really deep. Because not what it's saying there is really heavy. It's our role not only to have these children, but also to raise them in such a way that they influence the destiny of a whole nation, which is what we have today. How are we all doing as mothers to that? But I believe with God we can all achieve There are four important scriptures that I wanted to share today. One is of the Proverbs 31 woman. But I dare say in that scripture, the woman is the multitasker she's the jack of all trades she's got all kinds of professions lined up for her in that scripture and that's where house church is started it started from the home from the mother Isaiah forty nine fifteen, God reveals the depth of his love by comparing it to a, a mother breastfeeding the child Let's just hold how God holds us in high esteem. And 2 Timothy 1.5, that's where the grandmother's faith and the mother's faith is now being transferred to the child. And then I'm going to land on 1 Samuel one ten to 10-13. This is where Hannah actually wept, asking God for just a child. She promised God that she was going to give the same child back to him if he was able to not honor her in that way. She had nowhere else to turn. She basically devoted her whole life to God. And in so doing, God answered her prayer. How are we doing? How much do we trust God? Do we trust him enough to give him our child? Do we trust him enough to give our lives in his hands? The dedication of her song was another point. She promised and she delivered. Personally, my children, I have had to let them be people that will trust God. So my four kids are baptized now. but well, baptism was not the destination. The quest to make sure they knew God and to do things right and to be good members of the society came first and they chose to become baptized out of that my son that's talking to you right now was baptized at the age of 13 and he hasn't given up since then after two masters he decides now he wants to be a chaplain which was not surprising and I thank God for all that basically leave God your children He gave them to you. He definitely knows exactly what to do with them. You just have to trust Him. Let us lead our children to be mighty men and women of God. To help advance the kingdom. Every woman is called to this task. Thank you very much. And have a wonderful Mother's Day.
1: Thank you so much for sharing, Mom. You see, godly mothers know you got to have Jesus. Godly mothers know you got to have Jesus. And I want to close out with this scripture that in the action steps I want to ask you guys to look and reflect out throughout the week. But I think it's good that we read it. It's in Matthew 12, verse 46 to 50. It says this, While he was still speaking to the crowds, his mother and his brothers were standing outside wanting to speak to him. That's Jesus. Someone told him, Look, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. But to the one who had told him this, Jesus replied, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. I know many of us today, we don't have our physical moms anymore. I know many of us today have had maybe bad relations relationships with our physical moms. But I love that this verse allows us to use and integrate ourselves into the church and realize that there are so many spiritual moms out there who love God, And who have that call to be a spiritual mother where they want to help people hear the Word of God and obey it. So the action steps for this week are these three things. One, read Matthew 12 verse 46 to 50 and discuss with the disciple and have a conversation. Maybe talk about spiritual mothers and maybe how they've had an impact in your life. Number two. Identify two godly characteristics in your mother or spiritual mothers that you are grateful for and tell her why. Don't just keep it here. Share that with her. And lastly, spend the next week introducing yourself as the son last daughter of blank. So that would look like me saying, hey, my name's Kenny. I'm the son of Ifoma Izuchuku. Or if someone asks you where you're from, you say, I'm Kenny, and I'm from here. It's, it's where Ifoma Izuchuku resides. And just constantly having the idea that your mom created you. And she wants you to have so much more in this life. So in closing, I want us to spend this day loving our mom, spend the week, spend the year giving them the respect that they deserve. And never forget that being a mom isn't just something you fall into. It's a decision. And every mom has that call to motherhood. Thank you.
0: You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit Westsidechurch.com or laicc.net.